Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, hosted by the packaging pastor, Adam Peak, and brought to you by Specrite. Specrite wants you to envision a world without waste. Go to specrite.com backslash PKG to learn more. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the People of Packaging podcast. I don't know if you noticed, but I got a new logo. New logo. Who dis? <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Avelio Matos, for the new logo design. You want to make sure that you go listen to his packaging podcast. It is called Package Design Unboxed. Also connect up with him on LinkedIn. He's going through his own little rebranding as well. Uh, you'll also want to listen to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Those two gentlemen are bringing a tremendous amount of value to the packaging space. If you're not already listening to them, please go ahead and subscribe. Give them a five-star rating. They are the best. Speaking of the best, I had a great interview with Eldon Schaefer. Eldon is the CEO of Techniplex Consumer Products. He talks about what it's like to be a CEO during a pandemic, some advice for people who are younger in the industry. Uh, it's it, He's just a tremendous source of wisdom and knowledge. Make sure that you listen to this whole thing and please share it, like it, and subscribe to it. Remember, packaging is awesome and we want to keep spreading the word about this great industry. Here's my interview with Eldon. All right, everybody, I'm here with Eldon Schaefer. Eldon is the CEO of Techniplex Consumer Products. I recently learned that Techniplex, we're going to learn all about what it is they do. If you haven't heard of Techniplex, as we were talking before, the chances are you buy things from Techniplex. And I'm excited for Eldon to share all about what it is, not only that they make, but also what's what's I think even more interesting is his story about the you know leadership during pand the pandemic and advice to share and all sorts of good topics. So I'm excited. Uh, I did learn the Technoplex has their consumer products. They've got their healthcare, and Eldon is the CEO of their consumer products division. So Eldon Schaefer, thank you. We've we've reconnected to record this podcast. Appreciate Absolutely. you coming on. Uh, thank you, Adam. Really appreciate being on as well. I'm trying to remember who was it that connected us up. Uh, we had a mutual friend. Yeah, I, yeah, it was actually a friend of your sister's, um, uh, I believe. Oh, was it Jamie? Jamie, absolutely. Yeah. Jamie Gibbons. Yep, we'll absolutely. Give, let's, give, let's give a shout out to Jamie. That's right. Absolutely. So, Jamie, excellent. Thanks so much for connecting us up. We're we're excited. I'm excited. So, Eldon, why don't you do? Uh, just a quick introduction here. I could try it. My introduction was terrible for you, I'm sure. Uh, the, the person who knows you best is you. So why don't you give us a quick introduction of of who you are and, and what you do beyond just your name and title? Yeah, excellent. So let's let's do that. So first, uh, I'll give a little bit of background about myself, and then we'll talk a little bit about Technoplex. So, you know, who is Eldon Schaefer? I'm a, I'm a global P&L leader that rallies a team of people together to over help them overachieve by delivering unique solutions to customers in the marketplace. And and what does that look like? That looks like um, helping uh, Keurig, uh, Dr. Pepper, uh, launch a polypropylene recyclable K-cup in the, in the market and helping them meet their sustainability goals. That is uh, working with um, different customers in the perfumery market to reliably and 
100% of the time spray, um, perfume, and cologne. Uh, so we provide a number of different components that go into to those products. And um, with that, uh, you you probably if you uh, also if you ate eggs for breakfast this morning, we are the U.S.'s largest provider of egg cartons, um, and we're the only one to supply in all three primary substrates, whether it's polystyrene, whether it's poly or PET or in fiber. So, um, you know, we're, we're material agnostic and we try to bring sustainable solutions to our customers um, across a variety of different technologies and uh, a variety of different markets and end solutions. Can I ask you a um, question with that real quickly? Yeah, I wanna, absolutely. I have wondered this for since I got into packaging. So you had so it's it's specific with eggs. So I'm glad to know that you're material agnostic with egg uh, cartons. Why do some people choose from the three from polystyrene from what was the other one PET or from like a compo uh, uh, the fiberboard? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Molded for, fiber, for molded pulp, molded right? fiber, absolutely. So there, it, you know, it 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 varies. So um, I mean, as an example, we're um, the supplier for Eglin's Best. I mean, Eglin's Best loves their white carton. Um, that's, a, that's a showcase for them. They want to maintain that. Um, and for them, maintaining that bright white carton, um, polystyrene helps do that. But um, in order to help them meet their sustainability goals, we are supplying them a 25% PCR carton. Um, to help them meet their goals while making sure that we protect their egg. Um, because that's super important too, because nothing worse than a consumer getting to the supermarket and then you have a broken egg. A broken egg not only is ruining one carton, um, it's costing money for the retailer and there's food waste. So uh, we, we do the best at protecting eggs and we are striving to do that across all three different materials. Got it. Uh, inter that, that's why people come here for our heavy hitting egg packaging content. So I'm glad. No, it's just I've always thought because, you know, we I have five kids. We eat a lot of eggs and and, you know, I'm in the packaging industry, obviously. So I'm always like. Why? What what is the reason for, you know, this like seems like clear PET tends to be like organic well, organic they, they tend to be inorganic absolutely and, right. and the fiber tends to be with cage free or some other specialty eggs right. brown eggs or some other specialty eggs so uh and again that's why we don't want to come and be a one-trick pony and go yeah but for your use you know fiber is the best or yeah for your use pet is the best we go let's discuss what your goals are as a marketer and help you achieve those goals Yep. Yep. Okay. That, that, uh, that clears it up. It's, it's a lot of, uh, protection and, and really helping the consumer meet what it is that they're trying to accomplish. It, it sounds like that's a lot of, I, I like that you started it off with, we help Dr. Pepper Keurig meet their sustainability goals. We help this, this company, I think it was a, a the cologne company, right? Deliver, deliver a consistent experience. Um, is, you you are then i mean you went from coffee to perfume to eggs in 35 seconds uh and and that that i think probably speaks to the uh to the width of of what you do at technoplex and the consumer products division uh so what is kind of the the depth i, I mean are you also 
are you also material agnostic to say like we also make corrugated shipping boxes is that what i'd be so, often so the answer would be no so yeah. um, we, we are we, we do have a definition of, of where we compete so um you know who we are is we help customers win in the market that's that's sort of the first statement of who we are and then by protecting products strengthening brands and innovating sustainably and the consumer products focuses on fresh foods which is the perimeter of the store which is typically dairy, um, meats, uh, as well as eggs, um, in the bakery area as well. So typically the perimeter of the store, which tends to be the fastest growing area for our customers as well. Um, we also service the um, food service area. So we make everything from, if you go into Panda Express and you have a take-home container, we make the take-home container. Um, and if you go into Chili's and you bring some wings home, we're, we're supplying the take-home containers that are uh, supplying the wings. Um, so, so the perimeter of the store, um, food service, and then we also are in select areas in the center of the store. And those select areas are anything from, as I mentioned to you, um, like the Keurig K-Cups. Uh, we supply liners that go on peanut butter. Um, I mentioned to you the, uh, the cologne. Um, the components that go in the sprayer or the cologne, we make components that go in the sprayer or the the pump uh, that are on body washes or hand soaps or hand sanitizers. You can imagine during the pandemic, that was huge for us. Right. Um, we also make components that go into aerosol uh, sprayers as well. Um, so it really, is, uh, as I said in the opening, um, you may not know who we are. But uh, you probably have seven to 10 of our products and, and probably are using them on a daily basis. All right, let me pause and take a really quick break. That was pretty informative to hear about all the things that they're making at Technoplex. And I want to remind you that this podcast has moved from Anchor over to Substack. And what that means is that you can subscribe to my Substack channel and you can get access to all sorts of different information, articles that I've posted, blog posts that I've written whenever a podcast comes out, different helpful tips that I come up with. Uh, there will be an email virtually every day. It's going to come from the Packaging Pastor. You can go to packagingpastor.com and subscribe. All you need is your email address. You can always unsubscribe. Nobody likes to have their inbox filled up with a whole bunch of nonsense. And if this becomes nonsense, then please unsubscribe. Hopefully it's not, and hopefully it stays useful. And hopefully you are enjoying this interview with Eldon, and we're going to get back to it right now. These are the things, when, when I talk to people about the packaging industry and how large it really is, and I want to get into a little bit of your your history and how you found yourself in, in the same industry, these are the things I'm talking about. Nobody thinks that there is a CEO of a company that makes a component that goes into a spray bottle, yeah, right? I you mean, know, like they, they just think that they, I mean, they just use them. And then absolutely. Like, you're like, no, this yeah, is a big, maybe, big company, right? Like you, uh, Technoplex yeah, actually, is a large company. It's a great thing that, that just to back up a little bit and give you a little bit of numbers around that. Yeah, so we're, we are a big company. Um, we are a, um, a global company. We're a $1.7 billion company. We're in 44 different locations worldwide. Uh, we um, have over 7,000 employees. And we really focus on um, you know, very strategic markets, uh, whether it's healthcare and consumer, um, 
And we typically have the number one or number two leadership positions in the markets that we compete in. Uh, and then lastly, just one of the other key enablers for us is we focus on sustainability and. And you go, okay, Eldon, what the heck does sustainability and mean? Um, and, and what that means is, is, you know, we look to try to help our customers with their sustainability targets. A number of our customers have targets set out there to achieve um, by 2025. And quite frankly, the, the CEO set them and uh, you get down into the packaging uh, world and they're like, we have no idea how we're going to. So what we try to do is go, okay, let's understand what targets you're trying to achieve. But at the same time, what are the key issues within your product or the performance attributes that you're looking for? So, you know, we worked with Revive um, Oatmeal and brought them a paper solution because they're like, hey, we're, we're in oatmeal. We want to create a natural appearance. We want to have a natural um, relationship with our with our customer base. And they, you know, when they pick up our package, uh, they're picking up paper. Um, and, and and we brought them a paper solution for for their oatmeal. Um, we've also worked with, um, you know, I, I mentioned Keurig uh, K-Cups, and that's a really interesting one because we helped them transition to a polypropylene K-Cup, uh, which they didn't have a solution for. And it had to work across, obviously, all their filling lines. It had to work in every single Keurig K-Cup um, machine. And by the way, that's uh, there's a lot of interesting technology um, and and sights and sounds and smells. You know, they they want a certain smell when yep. um, they want the coffee brewing to, to aroma to to be emitted. They want a certain sound when you're closing the K-Cup. Um, into the machine. Uh, it may not be the Mercedes door close uh, exactly, but they do want a K-cup type of experience. So, and and by the way, we have to supply, you know, over 15 billion of these, uh, 100% of the time, um, on time, and, and it has to work again and again and again across uh, all those different um, usage situations. And um, and, and we did that and came up with a unique solution, leveraging polypropylene, delivering it with a, um, a liner uh, material, again, to give uh, requirements for the coffee and, um, and meeting their sustainability goals, again, while also bringing additional benefits. So a sustainability and approach to our business. Yeah, and, and there, there's a whole lot that, that we could tease out there for sure. The this idea that sustainability is simply a materials question is is silly and one that we need to dispel pretty quickly. Uh, if if you are, but I'll give you an example. Um, I I made a TikTok video recently where there's you know like there's this push this like this push against single use plastic, right? I mean we all hear it all the time, and and I went through. The, there was a food, uh, the meat aisle at Costco, and you know, you look at the trays, and then there's the overwrap film, and I just said, well, what what are your solutions, right? Like, what do you think? Because it's all it's all quote single use plastic there, but what people don't realize is if we just wrapped everyone was like, well, just wrap it in butcher paper, or stop eating meat, or whatever they're, or, or you know, just just why why would you go buy from a from a, a from Costco, and it's like. Well, I don't know, but that's not the the solution isn't just 
like the government to step in and shut down meat production to go to Costco, right? Like these are not solutions. These are grandiose thoughts and ideas. So this, this idea that, that, you know, making, putting things into packaging that is going to increase food waste, it's going to increase food costs. Those burdens are going to be felt by lower and middle-class families, uh, which, which has a socioeconomic problem. It's like, yeah, of course we would love to put what, you know, this into quote, the most sustainable material, but that material may have ripple effects that nobody wants. And we have to be really mindful of that, whether it's marketing, like you mentioned, uh, or it could just be uh, waste. It could be profitability. It could be, you know, cost. There's all sorts of stuff that goes into this. And, and I know that you live that at Technoplex, I'm sure, every single day. It's balancing out how does this all work for the brand? We don't we don't tell brands always, like, we can consult with them, but we're not the ones saying, this is what you have to do, and if you don't do this, then we're out. It's like, we got to work with these brands on what it is that their goals are, because uh, they, they have a better finger on the pulse of their customer, of their regulatory compliances, oftentimes, of, you know, what what's happening with state legislation bills and all sorts of things that impact our industry. Absolutely. And, um, and, and, and it requires uh, an approach where you need to understand the entire um, environment that you're dealing with and, and the usage of the product from the production all the way to the, um, to the end use of the, of the product and, where, and the disposal of it so that you you bring the right solution because if you fix one little part in the middle you, you may be causing big problems upstream or big problems downstream so you got to look at it in its totality and that's one thing that really here at technoplex that, that that i've found is i mean we have some really creative people um we have we have a it's interesting i i worked in a business before that was you know highly engineered solutions and uh, had a lot of mechanical engineers um, here at Technoplex, we have a lot of chemists and chemical engineers so that we understand the material science behind a product and the impact that has, again, up and down the supply chain uh, and the performance attributes, whether it's shelf life, whether it's freshness, um, whether it's uh, stability and um, protecting of the product. So it's a, it's a, it's a really ex- exciting uh, business and, and multidimensional as well. Right. And and you have looking at kind of going back onto your LinkedIn profile and kind of looking at your history. It's it's cool to see that you you've you've it seems like you've kind of stayed in in a similar sort of space for for the majority of your career. Right. And you went from a product manager to the CEO of a one point seven billion dollar company. Right. Like that's that's a that's a cool exciting career trajectory. So maybe just sort of, you don't have to go through, I did this and I did this and I did this. We don't need to hear like every single job title you've had over your working (laughs) career. But, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that don't realize that this industry, this packaging industry is one of them that is, is stable, is profitable, is global, and affords people the ability to go from like myself, where I did a lot of like procurement and uh, I did some delivery driving and warehouse work when I first started uh, to, to to you know now a senior vice president of sales at Myers. 
we we have a lot of those stories i feel like in this industry and and it sounds like you're you know you're you're one of those stories so uh how has that journey been for you yeah I, I, certainly thanks for asking um you know it's 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 an interesting one because actually i started out as an intern okay. um at at a company um at the time it was called sequence closures uh which is part of aptar Okay. And uh, they gave a 23-year-old wet-behind-the-ears kid an opportunity to evaluate the acquisition of a technology from an inventor. And, okay, at 23, I thought I knew a lot, but, uh, but, but you know, later in life, I realized how much I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, through that experience, collaborated with research and development and operations to design the product and the manufacturing cells. Uh, worked with the sales team who took me on the road and helped me conduct customer interviews. Uh, worked with the marketing team on consumer research and the business plan and the finance group on the financial plan. And really gained a tremendous exposure across the entire company. And super grateful for the opportunity. Learned a ton about business, a ton about strategy. Um, and then most importantly, I think in terms of being successful, culture and people. Mm. Um, and, and just to, just to park for just a second on this particular experience, um, you know, two takeaways. One is, uh, I would certainly be an advocate to give young people a chance to make a big impact. Um, they'll bring fresh ideas. They'll also relish the opportunity. Um, and quite frankly, uh, you know, as I've worked in my career to, to do that today, um, it's because someone gave me a chance and I feel the need to continually pay that back. Mm. Um, uh, on, on a lighter note, a second takeaway um, and a little bit to uh, what your, your, your lead in here, a, a funny saying developed in Aptar after I became a president of one of the divisions. Um, they said, hey, you better be nice to the interns because they might be your boss someday. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, while it's funny, Quite frankly, I think it's true um, because we, as you know, no matter where you are in the organization, you need to show respect to all stakeholders from the boardroom to the factory floor because all have an important stake in our business outcome. And I tell you, this pandemic has really demonstrated the importance of people working on the factory floor because right. they were the ones that were going into work every day while everybody else was sheltering in place and um, certainly really respect everybody uh, that went, continued to go into the factory to make sure that we were delivering products so that the eggs were still being delivered to the store shelves, so that um, the oatmeal was still making it to the store shelves, so that the peanut butter was still going uh, to the store shelves and, um, and, and the consumers could still buy it. So super important to make sure that um, we, we respect everybody, you know, up and down the organization. Yeah, yeah, and to that point, you know the, the 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 saying of like you know be nice to the interns that may be your boss. I would even like slightly put a put a twist on and say you know be nice to the intern because they're a human. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's Absolutely. like it's like why you know they're they're we don't have to we don't have to uh, pretend like well I'm only being nice to them because they'll they'll they may be the CEO or the president right. of the company, uh, no, which hundred percent. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, could could happen and, and has happened. Uh, and, and I get to I get to talk to an example of that. But uh, you, you are so right. You know, during the during the pandemic, I know. And and really, I would say 
even today, the sort of the I call it like the rubber band of we're we're pushing and pulling at it at this rapid rate and keeping up with with all of this has been difficult because it's not while it seems like there's a level of normalcy, certainly my travel schedule would show that there's a level of normalcy that's back uh, to to how we go about day to day there. The supply chain continues to, you know, be be kind of this wild animal that we're trying to all ride. So as as the CEO and as the the person who is is really responsible of of providing leadership, how has that what's that been like to not only be pushing and saying like our customers are demanding to that we get them products so they can see, keep the shelf stock, but then also you have mental health, you have physical health, you've got, you know, emotional health of all of the employees who need to be led well through this. What's maybe been uh, a, a driving principle or something that you've really relied on during these these couple of years uh, that you've been in this role to balance all the, the demands of the market and also the demands of your culture? Sure. So I'd say there are three things that, um, to, to share, and I'll try to keep this simple. So, and I'll, I'll share the three things and then maybe expound upon each. Um, I mean, strategy, super important. Delegating and empowerment, and then pivoting and adapting. Mm. So really starting with strategy, you know, we, we co-created a strategy and action plans to execute the strategy, which, you know, that creates buy-in um, and also empowerment and defines who we are and where are our priorities. And, and I shared that sort of simple strategy statement with you before. I mean, helping customers win in the market by protecting products, strengthening brands, and innovating sustainably in our defined markets. So um, that's sort of the guiding light, right? That's that's mm-hmm. where we want to, to focus. And then second, delegating and empowerment. Um, you, you highlighted it. Holy mackerel, we've faced multiple pe- problems and challenges. And as we've waterfalled that strategy and, and clarified our priorities. It was clear what was important and where to focus. And then we delegated like crazy so that the people closest to the problems can solve them. Mm. And uh, as in the pandemic, we were not short of problems. I mean, first of all, right. and foremost, keeping our employees safe, whether that's um, mental health, or physical health wise, making sure that that's a key uh, area of focus. And, and you can't make one rule come down other than the golden rule to treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very difficult um, in the height of the pandemic to make, you know, golden rules, Um, you know, and then our team worked through staffing shortages, material shortages, raw material price increases, logistics challenges, inflation, and nearly all costs. You know, I, I could continue on and on and on, but each problem needed a solution. And I can tell you if all of those solutions needed to come up to the top, we would have suffered miserably, but yep. uh, we, we really delegated and asked people and to, to be empowered so that we could keep customers in business and help them win. And delegating was key. Yep. The, the, the third thing um, uh, is pivoting and adapting. So, um, you know, our teams kept pivoting and adapting, um, again, while focusing on the key elements of our strategy, you know, helping customers win in the market. And while, while really, Every one of them had every excuse to fail. I mean, I, all of the problems that we talked about, um, the, you know, people could have just given up. But I, I can tell you the one thing that I've seen time and again is 
um, that the, the culture here at Technoplex is that people remain committed to the goal and went over every hurdle around every roadblock to help our customers, whether it was finding new vendors when there was a, a supply outage, whether it was redesigning a product to address the material shortage or crazy raw material increases that we couldn't pass on directly to our customers, or employees working overtime in order to make sure that shifts were covered. And if there was uh, a, an outbreak within a facility, um, you know, a lot of uh, partnering uh, went on to make sure that we could keep lines running and product going out the door. And really some amazing heroic stories up and down and across the organization. I mean, we even had employees drive product to the customer when we couldn't organize delivery. Um, super motivating. So while COVID was not the only highly infectious thing during the pandemic, our employees had some really highly contagious enthusiasm and will to win. Really inspiring stuff. That's awesome. Uh, and I love, I love those three, the, the three ideas of having, having a focused strategy, empowering and equipping and, and delegating, and then being, being able to stay nimble. And I'm sure all three of those are, are all closely tied together when you, when you kind of think about it. If, if you have a very authoritarian top down, uh, you know, we know, you know, everyone's kind of like CYA, like, I don't know, I'll just kind of pass the buck and then it all ends up in on a few people's shoulders. You can't pivot. You can't really stay, you know, you can't really stay uh, true to your strategy. So to to have that culture of of empowerment, I, I'm sure it didn't just start when the pandemic hit. You know, it's it, it's I'm sure that that had to have been something that had existed and that you've been cultivating for a while. Yeah, and maybe just to yeah, I, I agree 100%. I belong to you know some leadership groups, and and one of the common messages that I heard was um, you know success is around being empathetic, um, and you know authoritative leadership was not winning. Um, and one of the things that we really emphasize here uh, within Technoplex is servant leadership. And, you know, sort of the inverted pyramid, you know, we're here at the top to help make sure that everybody um, is whatever hurdles we can remove, whatever ways we can simplify the decision making process, you know, help them make decisions and get out of the way because people closest to the problem tend to know the solutions. Right. Um, Half of those things that I talked about, I couldn't solve. So uh, super important to let the experts manage the business do you have i've got i've got just a few more questions for you eldon i've really been uh, appreciative of your time where uh we are uh th- these interviews always go by so quickly to me um but i i just had a few questions so on the on the servant leadership topic um are, are you a reader at all do you, do you read a lot of books um i, I tend to listen YouTube. to more podcasts okay than they read lately so so besides uh, besides the People of Packaging podcast, obviously, uh, is there is there like a leadership podcast that you that you enjoy listening to, or what would be like uh, uh, like a business podcast that's really um, something that you would recommend? Yeah, so I, I mean, I listen to a lot of HBR. I listen to a lot of NPR. Um, I also am a big um, disciple of. Uh, there's a um a podcast called manager tools and uh and they have a couple of offshoots called career tools and executive tools um phenomenal um and 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 really quite frankly i practice a lot of the um the the leadership uh traits and um 
and and behaviors that they then tools that they give you it's phenomenal that's great that's great i'll I'll make sure to put that in the, the manager tools podcast and so one of my favorite questions to ask someone like yourself who's kind of gone from intern to to ceo and had this journey is you've learned a whole lot of lessons probably a lot of them the hard and difficult way so what would be some advice that you would give to our audience that's in either college or early on in their career in the packaging industry that maybe you wish you knew or just something that you like to share i know you do some speaking at some at some universities around you so what what's maybe a piece of advice that you give to to some some folks here who are listening yeah, great. I, I love this question, by the way. And um, I do speak at Northwestern, Indiana University, and a, and a few others. And and really, one of the things that I like to share is, look, when I came out of college, I thought I wanted to work for a big company, Procter & Gamble, um, Pepsi, uh, Chevron Oil. In fact, Chevron actually offered me a job in San Francisco, um, had a very defined career path and, and super attractive, very interesting and say it was San Francisco. Uh, it's also super interesting. But, um, you know, I think if, uh, you know, today those those same students are looking at Google or looking at Tesla or looking at Apple and going, hey, I want to be in the hot area. And my advice is to really to be open because you never really know what you're going to love doing. Um, you know, if someone would have told the 23-year-old Eldon coming out of college that he was going to work at a company that made egg cartons, uh, made liners for peanut butter, um, components that went in pumps, and was going to love it. Um, and that my career was going to, you know, take me nine years of living in four different countries around the and traveling around the world. Twenty-three-year-old Eldon would have said, "You're crazy. That's that. That's you know, how's that going to work?" Um, but really, be open to the the uh, different opportunities and and open your mind to the possibilities because you never know where it might take you and you never know uh that what you're going to find out that you really love i love that yeah it's it's uh i've had i've had so many people reach out to me uh actually and they're like hey i'm going to college i'm looking at this packaging degree and what do you think about this industry and it's kind of like hey there there are it's not just packaging, right? There are multiple different avenues that 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 you can go down. Uh, there's a lot of traditional quote blue collar jobs that are in dire need of and are and are pretty you know they're great careers, right? There's absolutely there's an awesome way to 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 build a career today uh, by by doing like I've got a friend of mine who does really well for himself and he he's an expert welder, right? It's like these types of jobs, whether it's in the packaging industry or these kind of quote blue collar old school jobs, it's like not everybody's going to be able to work at Meta and Amazon and Google and Tesla and these companies. Those are, I'm sure, I'm sure an incredible learning experience. Uh, but you could also you could also learn how to build equipment and have a really great life for yourself. A hundred percent agree. And I mean, and, and it's important to enjoy what you're doing. Um, I've I'm, I'm been very fortunate in my career to say that I've enjoyed, um, okay, it's not to say that there haven't been tough days. There are always tough days, but, you know, on the whole, you look at it and go, I don't know if I've, I, I had advice from a uh, professor once said, if you find something that you really love doing, you never have to work. Right. Um, and, and I can really say, I never really felt like I had to go to work every day. I get, I, I 
look at it differently. I get to go to work. I get to an opportunity to make an impact. I get an opportunity to work with some amazing people uh, who are coming from a variety of different cultures, a variety of different experiences, and um, seeing how they are helping customers win. That's great. Well, Eldon, I really appreciate so much your time. Uh, how do people learn about what you're doing at Technoplex? Uh, is the best thing to send them to a website? Yeah, and, it's, uh, the okay. best thing would be to go to the Technoplex website. Uh, there's certainly a, a ton of info there. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Happy to do that and uh, happy to answer any questions, further questions, or give any further um, elaboration through that as well. Awesome. I'll make sure that those links make it into the show notes. So uh, if you have made it to this point of the interview and you're like, I really need to learn about Technoplex or I, I got, I also have egg cart questions, then, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, make sure you reach out to Eldon and, and also the team at Technoplex. Once again, Eldon, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on and for, for being a, 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 a by all accounts, a really, a really phenomenal leader in, in our industry and continue to push sustainability forward and, and helping your brands win in the marketplace. It's great. Excellent. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate it. Hey, congratulations. You made it to the end of the People of Packaging podcast interview. If you want more packaging content, I want to encourage you to go follow my friend Corey Connors. The Sustainable Packaging Podcast with Corey Connors is great, along with Avelio Matos. He has Package Design Unboxed, and you can listen to them wherever you find podcasts. Remember, packaging is awesome. <laughs>